Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 67. I am Joe Darnell, your host, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Eric Rauch. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing much better, thank you. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago that we missed a, an entire episode yep. because I got sick. Because your down. health was more important than the show. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, well, I did. That's the first thing I thought. Like, well, then why Joe's, didn't you produce the show without Joe's me? Joe's got his priorities all messed up. Well, come on. Let's not put this back on me. This is... I lost my sense of smell, among other things. There were wow. other symptoms. That meant the coffee was flavorless right. for a good week or so, which was a real bummer. I went to the doctor, explained to me that um, I had a, uh, a virus, and I had a bacterial infection, and allergies. Wow. And that is why I felt like triple whammy. It was a special kind of cocktail. <laughs> and then they gave me all these supplements and things like that. And I felt better two days later. And I could have done a show, but then my son at camp punctured his foot playing in the field. And so he got an infection in his foot of another sort. Oh, man. So I had to go down to the camp several hours away from home, spend a night in a hotel for two days, making sure that he got to the doctor locally there at the camp. And then as soon as camp was over, we drove to the beach. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So um, that was fantastic. The week after camp was pretty great. Okay. We went to St. Simon's Island. Right. You ever been there? No. Okay. I've sure? never been to Savannah. So I've- Really? I've never been to Tybee Island. No, I've never been to, to that. I've never been to the, the, east, the east coast of Georgia. Any reason why? No, I just haven't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm oh, not opposed right. to it. I yeah, just, well, you don't vacation much. I remember that now. Yeah. Well, you go to the Florida Panhandle to get a lot of great sugar sand beaches. Okay. And you go to the Georgia coast to just get a bunch of history. Mm -hmm. Some weird things have gone on there, like at Jekyll Island and Savannah. Savannah feels more like a, a historic city than anywhere you would want to go because of the coast. Okay. It's not known for its beaches. But you go to St. Simon's Island and it's like having the best experience of a beach in Georgia. Because the the sand isn't as pretty as that down in Florida. Yeah. But the beaches are decent. And I remember going to South Carolina and North Carolina beaches with my family growing up as a child. And I didn't like their beaches at all because they had like sticks and yeah. prickly things and leaves. And they just, they weren't pretty beaches and yeah, they weren't comfortable to walk on. Those are the kind of beaches I grew up with. I mean, they're East Coast beaches. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's just how... It's an ocean, you know, it, 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 so it, there's, there's all sorts of stuff washing in on the beach yeah. day in, day out. St. Simon's feels like either they've done a really good job of trying to maintain it and get rid of all the prickly things that you could step on in the sand yeah. or in that region, it's just better. Okay. So we were on the beaches that were facing Jekyll Island and there's the lighthouse there. The, it's a very comfortable town. Everybody was super polite in that town. Really? They had good restaurants. The pier was interesting to come up and down with the kids, a good public pool and mini golf. We, it was a good vaca hmm. vacation spot. But my, my frustration was that there wasn't any good coffee there except what we took with us. Oh. Okay. Wah, so, wah, wah. Yeah. I mean, like you have some fine dining, good seafood, and you know, people everywhere in the country deserve good coffee. You know, right. They, they like good coffee, but nobody there. With a good coffee shop, nothing. Not even a Starbucks within a three-mile radius of the coast. So is this, how do you get, is there, is there a bridge to this island? Yes. Okay, but, but it's, it's an actual island, right? 
Yes, it's, yes. It's surrounded completely by water. Yes. Um, and, and there's no, there's no Starbucks on the whole island. There's like no specific coffee house there on the really? island. Really? Yeah. I mean, you go a couple of miles and you hit Winn-Dixie and a, a general shopping strip, you know, and you can find stores like that. You got so this is all fast on the food island, restaurants. Right? Like when you went to the store, I mean, you didn't have to leave the island to, to buy stuff, right? It's all right there on the island? Right. Okay. It's very easy, very comfortable town. We liked everything about this town. It was the first time that my wife said that of any of the places we've just been to for a fun vacation, she'd go back there because it was just a comfortable town. Okay. Rather than just like a a, a, a tourist trap town. Right. Okay. Like it, it wasn't like it was really good for the beach, but the people there were mean. Yeah. Or the restaurants were really good, but the condominiums were kind of like crap. Right. No, it was like really, it had an overall good overall experience okay so but but when you're on a vacation eric you know you pick up some things from the local stores you try out some new things you go to the unique ice cream parlor in town we did that and the ice cream was great if you want to go to mukau i can highly recommend them any of their ice cream is delicious okay so my wife was looking in a gift shop one day and she sees some coffee craft coffee there and a unassuming brown bag, which is a good sign that it's craft coffee, sure. local, you know, or somewhere nearby. Yeah. Well, it says on it, it's honey roasted and it's from a company out of Savannah. Okay. And she thinks to herself, oh, Joe likes coffee. It's craft coffee. We're on vacation. We're splurging now and then. We're really not looking at what's happening happening in our bank account. I, I'll pick this bag up. We'll take it back to the condominium. It'll be great. Yeah. You know, like we were, re- she and I were both bummed out that there wasn't anywhere good to have coffee in town. Okay. So this was going to be the substitute. She brings back to the place, this bag of coffee. And I look at the bag and I think to myself, oh, honey, you were so thoughtful. This looks like a good bag of coffee. And what intrigued what does, me. What does honey roasted mean? Did you ever? Do you ever- that, that did bug me, but I also was curious. Like I, I wanted to know. Okay. Because... I thought to myself, does this mean it's some sort of like artificial flavored coffee or does it really mean what it says? And yeah. if it means what it says, how did they even pull that off? Honey roasted coffee. Yeah. Cause you know, the only thing, other thing I can think of that that's, that's honey roasted are, are honey roasted peanuts. And they, they have, if you, if you have, if you've ever gotten, if you've ever gotten honey roasted peanuts, they have almost like a, like a hard candy shell on the, so they're dry roasted peanuts, but they have this, 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 this sweet. Like, like honey shell on the outside, and so the, so the peanuts are are, yeah. are sweeter. But I don't I don't know what that it, means. It's a thick, dry glaze. Yeah, I don't know a what what honey rubber. roasted means. I, does that mean that they that that they're like drenched in honey and then roasted, or is is, is it drizzled on after there? I, I don't I don't because honey roasted doesn't tell you much because because well, honey doesn't roast things right. So so I I don't I don't know what I mean. There has to be some sort of heat applied is it is it before or after i i I don't know well and true to form if it's a craft coffee product then there's no label description on the back you know you might get some cupping notes on the front but there's nothing to tell you how to do it yeah right and in this case it had just enough information to seem like it was a legit coffee product right but it wasn't giving you anything else okay it was like very little information on the back okay I tried to open it up and it rips horribly. It was so hard to open the bag and finally then beans go everywhere in the kitchen. <laughs> I, I was so annoyed at this bag and I, I don't know why I didn't just try to find a pair of scissors. You know what? I don't think there was scissors in this condominium we stayed in. So 
It would have been annoying to try and cut it with a steak knife, but I could have done that. So I get the bag open and instantly the smell comes out and it just smells kind of like a good thing gone bad, but clearly (laughs) artificial. And you can't tell if it's because the beans are bad or whatever was applied to them was bad, but probably both. I'm just trying to suspend all my disbelief. Was there a roast date on it? No. Okay. No. So I, I, but it's a brown bag. That's the promise that it's freshly roasted craft coffee. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. So <laughs> I, I grind the stuff. I brew the stuff in a French press. I, I do everything I possibly can to make this a good brew of coffee. And my wife hates it. And I don't say anything to her because I'm wondering, what is she going to think? I don't like it. And when she has it, she like drinks three swallows and quits the entire cup. Really? And later I bring sweet? it up and I, no, it, 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 you like, you're getting some flavors you know how like banana candy doesn't taste like bananas? Yeah. But kids like it and adults won't be fooled by that stuff. Wait, banana candy? Yeah. I'm not sure if I know what banana candy is. Well, in a gumball machine, there's a lot of these uh, cheap, oh, sweet, oh, oh, tarty oh, oh. Yeah. fruits. You're, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They look like plastic on the outside. Right, right. Willy Wonka makes them. Okay. As they dissolve in your mouth, it's supposedly banana flavor. Okay. Oh, that That's... Like the closest thing I could relate it to, but supposedly honey roasted coffee beans. And it's just yuck. It's just yuck. It was like stale and nasty from the gas station, but it was honey roasted. Like honey nut Cheerios gone bad. And so what I was wondering. But did the, but did the honey roast, did it, I mean, of course you can't, you can't try it now without the honey roast because that's how it is. But did, did, did the honey roast add anything to it whatsoever that you could tell? Mm-mm. Okay. I know what they were going for. I think that they wanted it to, and they they came through on their promise that they doctored it somehow yeah. with a honey quality. So it wasn't just like these are beans that taste like honey in the cupping notes. But in terms of of actual, I want to have that again. It was an epic fail. Yeah, never. All right. Yeah, I'd give me a, I'd give me an extra layer of sunburn there on vacation that rather than drink another cup <laughs> wow. of this coffee. Wow. Um, and, and so what I was wondering was this has got to happen to lots of people. You have this promise given to you by the marketing, the packaging, the branding, the, the guy who is serving you some coffee in a store and you want to get something nice and everybody enjoys a good bag of beans. So you buy some craft coffee and you have a similar experience where it's just yuck. Right. Now, how, how can we avoid this problem as coffee enthusiasts wherever we shop? Where, you know, you want some craft coffee and you check out a website and you've never used them before, but they look hipster enough that they probably make good beans, but you don't really know yet. And how can you judge the product before you get into it? To, you know, how, how do you avoid the circumstance I found myself in? Because if I could go back now, I would say that that bag of beans wasn't worth the price. Yeah. Not at all. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, the easiest answer to that is if, if, you're, if, you're in a, if you're in a place that you're unfamiliar with. And um, now, of course, you said she bought it from a gift shop. So she it, was, did. it was just sitting there on a shelf somewhere. So, so, she probably didn't even know the name of the gift shop yeah, at this point. Yeah, but but if you're if you're in a town and there's and there's a coffee shop that says we roast our own coffee or we source our own our own coffee from a local roastery or something, then just get a cup. You know, get a cup, have a have a have a cup of coffee there at the at the cafe and 
if it's if it's okay, if it's if it's worth worth drinking, then maybe it's worth you know buying half a pound or a pound or something. Um, and in that regard, I noticed that a lot of the bags that I take home actually end up tasting better than what they make there in the cafe. Whether it's because the barista that day is just uh, not using the the recipe perhaps that I would use, yeah. Maybe um, he didn't use the the grind setting that I would use, right? Or or he, it was most likely it was probably batch brewed, exactly. And, and it's sitting there in a you know in a in a big vat. And so if you liked it there that day, there's a good chance you'll like the brew you have at home with their beans more. Right, right. Um, and if that's not possible. I mean, one of the one of the easiest ways to um, to determine if something's worth investigating a little bit more is to smell it. You know, if if you can get you can get one of the bags open, or if you can even if if, if it has a if it has an air um, an air uh, an air valve an air valve um, if it has one of those, you know, push some of the air out and try and try and try and get a whiff of it. You can you can kind of t- I mean that that's not a that's not. I mean, some some coffee smells good that that tastes bad, but um, I mean that's a that's and a I noticed that about than... some of the those with the air valve that you give them a good squeeze and they smell pretty good in sort of a very balanced nutty clo- coffee yeah. aroma, and then you actually get them later and they just they're kind of lifeless. Yeah, but you knew that that flavor represented something they used to have when they were fresh. Right, and that's and and that I I think would would, would be the third the the third indicator is roast date. You know, f- find something that that has a roast date on it and was roasted recently. Um, even if it's if if it's not great coffee, but it was roasted maybe a week ago, it's gonna be it's gonna be better than than you know probably most other things you can find in, in gift shops or or other places, even in the grocery store, because fresh coffee is better than old coffee than that's gone stale. But it's still gonna be better than you know. I I, I prefer coffee to be fresher than than not. If you saw a roast date on there that was a month old, do you think that that's fresh enough? Again, it depends. You know, if it's if it's if it's real good quality craft roasted coffee and it's a month old, sure. If it was just kind of you know mediocre coffee to begin with and it's a month old, it's probably not going to change much. There is a craft coffee house in Smyrna, Georgia, that I do enjoy, Mm -hmm. and they have at least eight different unique roasts. Okay. And I'm not interested in trying them all because of the the profile that they have on the packaging. It's great. They're, wow, dude, like the designer that worked on their product did a great job. And it's also very descriptive. So they they tell you everything on the bo- in the bag. I know the, uh, the, the roast date, the origin, you know, the uh, roast profile, the cupping notes, and on and on and yeah. on. Anything I've had over the counter there was good, but I thought I could get better results at home. And I did. With their beans. Yeah. And they will have the roast date on them. And there are the bags that say they were roasted yesterday, but they're the beans I don't really want. And then there's these other beans that were roasted three and a half weeks ago. And those are the beans that I want. Yeah. And I wonder, well, should I get the thing that's fresher? Like, this is about to go out, isn't it? Like, or am I being too nitpicky? It depends who you ask. If, so, but since you're asking me, I would say... Yes, to some degree, you're being you're being a little bit um, because you know nothing's perfect. These bags with the air valves and and you know sealed tight, they do allow some air to get in there. You know they're not they're not perfectly these life lock chambers that that they work pretty well. So you know three and a half weeks in one of those bags might be I don't know might be equivalent to like a week in a Ziploc bag. A week or a week and a half in a Ziploc bag, so it it does extend the life. You know, it does um, as long as that bag 
is when you open it, if that's the first time that bag's been opened and it was roasted three and a half weeks ago and sealed and and I mean, I think you're in you're in pretty safe territory there. Um obviously it would be better to have something that's fresher, but it's not bad, you know? Yeah, it can yeah. coffee lasts. If you look at the roast date and and it's past a month, you know, don't pitch it in the garbage can. I mean, it's still it's still good. <laughs> if it was quality when it was roasted and and it was good three days off roast, well it's, it's gonna be good a month off roast. I mean it's gonna change. It's it's not gonna, you know, morph into folders or something. It's not going <laughs> to, it's not going to get terrible. And you don't know, right? Because you don't have anything to compare it to. So you're tasting it at the three and a half. And that to you is, is, is your benchmark. If you have the chance to get a week old bag or a three week old bag, obviously you take the week old bag. But if that option is not available to you, don't be afraid to do it. Maybe you can when, get them to knock a dollar off the price. Well, yeah. If you are one of the people though, that's also burned by the bag of beans that you just didn't want to yeah. keep. It shouldn't turn anybody off of off of coffee because suddenly, oh well, all all craft coffee suspect <laughs> now because I got that that one bad bag. That's I mean, what I was about to say. You can get a bad bag from a quality roaster, and that happens to friends. I, I've spoken to people who are wary about any new coffee variety when they haven't tried it before, and when it's going to require some sort of dollar investment. Yeah, because. They've had the bad coffees, and to them, it's kind of like, oh, well, you can't get a consistent experience, and that's true. You can't assume that the, just because it's craft coffee that it's somehow superior to yeah. the Starbucks coffee. You can get a gallon of Mayfield milk that's that's spoiled before the date. Right. You know? Does that I mean, mean you never drink milk again? Right. Right. You, I you mean, still drink milk. When you're dealing with you know ag- agricultural products like this, there's no, there is no guarantee. I mean, we've, got, we've gotten really close. We've gotten to the point where we've gotten to the point where we expect everything to be perfect on the dot. This is how it should be. But it it's not. It's an agricultural product. It's yeah. Things happen in transportation. Things happen in distribution. I, I mean, you, just, you can't control everything. And just don't let it ruin the experience for you for all the coffee. Sure. Because right. it, it, don't let this turn into a situation where you like recede back into the world of, well, I'm just going to stick with a Keurig because I know I'm going to get the consistency there. Yeah. I think that that'd be the wrong decision because if you have enjoyed some of the craft coffee before, you know, you can get those results again and don't give up. One bad bag happens every now and then. Oh, yeah, sure. And that's what happened to me. And I'm sure it will happen to some of you and I'm sorry, but that's life. But it sounds like, like this coffee had no redeeming qualities at all. Really? It's not, no. It's not like, like you got a bad bag, but I think probably all the bags were bad. Yeah. Well, when you looked at it just before the show, you pointed out how all the beans were different colors. Like there was four or five different roast profiles. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not sure how they, how they roast it. it again. I mean, we don't get any information from the bag whatsoever, but it's but not you even identified it. as a blend. It's no, just, it is but what it, it is. But you look at it and it looks like a blend because there's like four different levels of roast within that bag. We had what we had left. We, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like whatever we had left at the end of a year's worth of roast one day, we just poured it into these bags yeah. and yeah. sprayed some artificial honey on it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we we swept down the back of the roaster and look what we found. And we sprayed it down with some air freshener <laughs> that said uh, it was named like honeysuckle, and you know, yeah. when you when you gave the bag to me and I and I. Smelled it. It does have that flavored coffee, that 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 artificial s- smell. That's not good. No, it's not. A bad thing gone worse. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Magic Coffee Truck, the delicious source of coffee infusion confections on wheels. Have you noticed how boring chocolates and coffee edibles at the store have gotten? 
Well, you don't have to eat those. You should try the good stuff that comes off of this truck. When I want specialty toffees, syrups, cold brews, and caffeinated marshmallows, I head to their online store. Sharon, who's the magician slash cook in the laboratory in the back of the truck, is inventing chocolates and coffee infusions with special ingredients like organic cascara, cane sugar, chai, and cocoa. The first day of summer was June 20th, which means it's officially cold brew coffee season. Now's the time to stock up on the awesome sauce, Full Moon Brew. Cold brew coffee is known for its low acidity and smooth taste and tends to have deeper lingering chocolate flavors. This one is first brewed at a low temperature for about a day. To give it old-fashioned sweetness, Sharon has used David Rio Cub Chai Super Concentrate and some of their From Scratch Brown Sugar Syrup. I don't even know what Dave Rio Cub Chai Super Concentrate means. I just know that I've had this stuff and it is delicious and it is distinct. Among the cold brews that I've tried, it's just about the best, especially for its bold, spicy sweetness. It comes in 16 ounce bottles ready to drink. Sharon and her woodland creatures offer you something remarkable in every drop. She understands the idea that your chocolate treats infused with coffee should be the highlight of your day. So you deserve a magical experience. Shop for the coffee goods on wheels at magiccoffeetruck.etsy.com and use the discount code magic to me 20 to get 20% off of your order. My huge thanks to them for supporting Top Brew and making the world the best coffee infusions from her coffee laboratory. All right. So uh, I'm going to talk about something else I did in relation to vacation. Okay. Because I try to take my coffee gear on the road. I, I really wanted to improve the situation with the grinder. As y'all know, I just invested in the Encore and it's a fantastic grinder here at home. It's a big lug and I don't really want to move it anywhere. Yeah. It's not heavy. I mean, I slide it back and forth on the counter because it's underneath the counter. And when you're pouring the beans in the res- the top, you got to slide it out from the cabinets above. But it's not the kind of thing you wrap up and you stick into your suitcase, mm-hmm. which I did once before. And it turned out okay. I had to take a, an extra small suitcase to carry all of our coffee gear. Okay. And I, I can be that nut job with the coffee suitcase. Or I cannot be, and I prefer not to be. Yeah. So uh, for this vacation, I went to Amazon and I ordered the hand grinder that we recommended in the past. Okay. So our listeners will will remember, the link will be in the show notes to the episode where we talked about hand grinders. And Eric and I don't have a lot of experience, but we have a lot of research under our belts. And a few other friends who have tried them have given us input. Hi, Joshua. Uh, the Porlex JP30 stainless steel coffee grinder was one that my friends at toolsandtoys.net have recommended, and it comes at a really fair price. And I read a great review about it where some, I think it was sailors or fishermen, well, men that are on a boat on a regular basis, use the Porlex all the time because it's durable, it just works well, they like the construction. Yeah, it's not glass, it's all, it's all stainless steel. Right, and it has the ceramic conical burr grinder mm-hmm. elements on the inside. So it's, it's solid and they recommend it because they've gotten good results with it over the years. Now, the one thing though, I was expecting because of a video a friend shared with us where he was grinding his beans in a hand grinder that he faced the problem that it just takes a year and a day to grind a small amount of beans yeah. 
in one of these things. You fill it up with beans and you start grinding and you grind and you grind and you grind. You keep turning the the lever on the top and you go and you go and you go. Am I doing anything here? It doesn't feel like it. it <laughs> and uh, so with the, the Porlex, let me just say, before you go any further, you have to be ready to grind a lot. I mean, like turn this thing for a minute or two to get two cups of coffee's worth. <laughs> If if that doesn't interest you, then you might as well turn off the right, show. The right. rest of the show is not going to be relevant to you. But let me go ahead and tell you about this grinder. Because So I got it for a vacation and it showed up a few hours after we left for vacation. <laughs> so my sister got to use it. And then uh, we ended up using something else. My wife actually took the Encore and oh, really? <laughs> she was the one who was crazy enough to pack it. <laughs> I didn't ask her to. Uh, but when I got home, I was ready to use my Porlex. So let, let me tell you what I learned about it. First of all, the packaging had Mandarin, you know, Chinese written yeah, all over it. Yeah. So. There was that. There was nothing written on the actual grinder itself. You don't need labels to tell you what to do with the handle up top yeah. and everything. It's pretty self-explanatory. Whole bean coffee here. Turn here. I like gadgets that look like lightsaber hilts. And <laughs> this looks like one. And uh, what you do is you can take it apart in the middle where you can get the coffee grounds in the bottom half. And in the top part, it has the conical burr grinder. You pull the little uh, silver stainless steel cap off of the top and that is where you pour the beans in that you're going to grind. Now, it's it's small enough that you can get a grip around it with my hands. My my fingers can get a good grip on this thing. But as you're turning the handle on top to grind things, there's really nothing to grip around the sides of it. And I kind of wish there was a rubber grip just yeah. for that reason. Because you're holding a slick stainless steel and you have no traction. Yeah. So as you're turning and the burrs get stuck on some of the beans, you're twisting it and you feel like you're losing your grip the whole time. Okay. So you squeeze it harder and harder until your fingers start cramping. Mm. Well, uh, the great part is that it gives you a consistent grind. You can adjust the fineness of the grind. You just twist the knob at the bottom of the burr grinder and the inside the, the ceramic part, and you can make it finer or you can make it coarser. Uh, it works really well in the case of our AeroPress, our French press, and our Kalita Wave pour-overs, except uh, you have to get used to it, like with any of these, where just twisting it a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right can make a huge difference okay. in how fine or coarse it is. And so what I found is if I, if I twist it to the right, that's clockwise, people, that makes it finer, and that's where I crank it up to the setting I need for my AeroPress. Okay. Three clicks as I twist it counterclockwise is how coarse I need it for the pour over, the Kalita. Okay. Another two twists, two clicks. It, it kind of clicks as you twist it for the French press. Okay. There's no markings or symbols on the inside to show you how fine or coarse you're making it, like some of the the countertop electrical burr grinders have, where you can see, like, you know, here's a a uh, a fine sand symbol on the one end extreme and then yeah. there's like a very and then green... you have to remember what you ground last too if exactly yeah so you kind of have to have a journal in your head yeah you know this is what i had this morning oh this is a lot of work it is for the hand grinder isn't it why do we even get the hand grinder y'all it well we, we get it because it's quiet here at home if some of the family members are sleeping and you don't want to disturb them you get the hand grinder because you can be quiet in the kitchen and you can make them fresh yeah. coffee and surprise them at their bed. It's 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 quieter than an electric, but it's still it still makes some noise. But yeah, but it's yeah. it's way quieter than the electric. 
Uh, the other reason you get one is if you want to take your coffee show on the road, right? Like I did, and you, you just want to conserve space, and you don't need to carry the big lug of the Encore. Or if you want to work out your forearms. There's so many other better ways to do that. I can think about uh, planks, uh, picking up your kids. I don't know. Uh, every now and then, something. Push-ups. Do push-ups exercise your forearms? Uh, I don't think so. I, they do. Um, do it, they? It, it depends how you, how you position your... Push-ups are the miracle um, activity because you can do push-ups and all, you know, put your hands in different in different positions and, and it, 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 you can isolate different muscle groups by doing, hmm. by doing your pushups in different ways. So get your exercise with the hand grinder or with the pushups, but the pushups are probably better. E, sure. And the pushups combination will, not give you will be coffee. good. You're mixing it up. You know, hey, you're not just, there's a balancing act. Diversity in your exercise regimen. You heard it from Eric. That's his advice. Do the pushups and use the hand grinder if you so choose. But I would recommend you do the push-ups and you just use the electrical. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. And I'll <laughs> keep the Porlex around just for the odd vacation or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. All right, then. Thank you very much, Eric. Yeah. It's great to be back in business. It is. It seems like, it, like I mean, I, I guess it has been about a month, right? Right. We have two episodes in a month. Yeah. And if we miss one, it's, yeah. well. It seems like it's been a while since we've been in the cave. So thanks for reuniting with us here at Top Brew. Show notes with the links to everything we discuss are at topbrew.fm slash 67. Uh, follow Top Brew FM on Twitter. It's at Top Brew FM. And myself, I am at JCS Darnell. And Eric's not on Twitter. Uh, he doesn't really want to talk to you on Facebook. <laughs> I also want to give my thanks to our sponsor, Magic Coffee Truck. Get made-from-scratch coffee toffee marshmallows more one-of-a-kind edibles there. Use discount code MAGIC2ME20 to get 20% off your purchase. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. Top Brew.